quiet, okay? But, as you can see, through the binoculars, what, what can you see, lad? Oh, cool, a derby place. Oh, pass it here, pass it here, pass it here. Pass it here, let's have a look. Don't keep your phone on sight. Okay, right, what can I see? Ah, yeah, look there, Andy Keogh. His beard's so long, when he runs backwards, he trips over it. Ooh, and look, the assistant manager, Jody Morris is so small, he can actually sit in Frank Lampard's top pocket and take oh training. This is amazing scenes. Oh. He is. He's I mean, spying on training. Frank, the quick, go the quick, get the stuff. Come get come the wire cutters. Go, 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 get go. the wire cutters. Come on, let's go. Come binoculars. On. Don't leave the binoculars. I took my lad to Leeds. Instead of recording the podcast on Friday, we decided to do it on Saturday whilst the scores come through. So each game has about five minutes yet to play. Um, as it stands right now, we are um, top of the league still. Obviously, no matter what would happen, we'd still be top. But Sheffield United and Norwich are four points behind us. So, I mean, it's only four points. We are quite comfortable. We're winning a draw and I don't really see us losing any more games really until... Forever. Well, yeah, hopefully. So, so well, as it stands, uh, sorry, is it Norwich and Sheffield United yeah. uh, will be behind us? Um, but uh, this is the day after the night before. I mean, what a night at Ellen Road. Not only was it rocking from its core, with scarves being spanned round heads of almost a whole 40,000 of the, the Leeds fans there, we were gutted because we, it actually worked out we could have gone to that game uh, but I thought uh, workers are going to prevent us from being able to go but it didn't and, and, and anyway we watched it on the telly which yeah. to be quite honest was just as enjoyable uh, I think um, let's let's put a context on it I think that is one of our best performances um, of the season from a context of we're coming back from our worst run of defeats three, That's three defeats we're playing Derby County, who in all essence are flying, had a great FA Cup. And with all the miver before the match, we'll go into that in a minute, you just felt like, wow, you know, with all these injuries as well. Um, Hernandez, what a gift that was. I mean, we put something out on Instagram, uh, uh, I think it was like the day before the game on Thursday night, and we were saying if you had magic powers, who could you bring back from that long list of injuries and suspend and you know, obviously the suspension of Calvin Phillips. I thought the performance was fantastic. I thought Forshaw Forshaw was brilliant. That's probably the best game I think I've seen Forshaw play. I thought Alioski at left back he was he was very unlucky not to get man of the match. He was yeah, he, was he did brilliant. fantastic. And do you know what? Definitely his best game since he's joined us. And I I, I, think. I I would say uh, Douglas is going to you know struggle to get back into that yeah, team will. with the, the way Alioski played in that game. And then I've never been and I, I never thought I'd say this. Although I've always been a fan of his, but I was so happy to see Cooper back, and he seemed to just fit straight in. He seemed to just go straight in there. 
And as if he'd never been injured, he looked 100%. He was unstoppable. And seeing him and Janssen standing together was an absolute joy. I know there was a, a few chances, but I never really thought they were going to score yeah. against us because we were just so flipping solid at the back. Well, I mean, Cooper, he's just adds to that bit more of an aerial is where we've been like lacking really because mm. so Blackburn game we didn't have Cooper and look see we conceded two goals from corner mm. no Nottingham Forest game um we conceded um, a goal from a corner and it, it's like all these other games where uh, we've conceded goals from corners without Cooper and then we we were quite comfortable and also not just from corners, but he is very solid at the back with like one on ones and that he with is. other players. He is a good player. So to much have. better than last year. He yeah. seems so much. He's he's a real like that leader aspect of him. Is, it seems to have gone to another level in, in on the pitch and I think off it as well. You know, following him on or social media, he, he comes across as a proper leader. I mean, all round, great performance. I thought Bailey Peacock Farrell did great as well when called upon. I actually thought he was fantastic against the QPR game as well. But um, the man of the moment, the man of the match, Jack Clark. He was you know, just wow. immense, fantastic. I mean, the, the the setting up of that first goal, it, it, it just looks so like no one's going to get the ball off him. He looks like something's going to happen every time he gets that ball. He seems to do the simple thing so brilliantly. But those touches he, he, he made to get past their left back and what a cross in for Roof to just easy slot in. I mean, go on, Jack. Go on, Jack. Oh, yes! Go on, Jack! Go on! Yes! Go on! Come on! Oh, binoculars, come on! Binocular it! Binoculars! Get the binoculars out! Yeah, I'm delighted for Roof, but that goal was all about Jack Clark for me. He got the ball from the corner, beat his man, went around him, then just uh, p- passed it into the box, a good through ball. Then, to be honest, the second goal as well came from him. Well, he hit you the could crossbar, say. didn't he? Hit well, well he didn't hit the crossbar, Carson. Um, punched it away oh, did it? I and thought it, hit it landed crossbar. to Alioski. Yeah, but a, a good ball in. Well, well, not not the greatest ball, he but was it was a, going I, for goal. He was goal. having a shot. I generally think he was trying to score then. It could have been. It could have been, but then, so whipped in, Scott Carson punches it, mm. then Alioski just lays it on a plate bar, for no. Harrison. No, it, oh, he, he just punched it and it fell to Alioski and Ben. Alioski played it And chuff for Harrison as well. I think Harrison's looked really quite good the last few games. Um, I was a bit, uh, personally, I think I was a bit on his case at one point. I thought he, he was turning out to be a bit of a disappointing loan, like Baker um, turned out to be. But I think the last few performances from him, for example, I thought the Nottingham Forest game, he was very unfortunate to get yanked at half time. I thought he was the best player on the pitch for us in that game at that point. But, I mean, Jack Clark, he's, he's a, an age that everybody wants a player. And, um, it's a transfer window. If what would you, as a if you were Radrazani and you're sitting there, and someone came in to to buy him, let's say uh, who's got a bottomless bit, say Barcelona or Madrid, how much would it take for Jack Clark? How much would you level before you went? Okay, I'll think about selling this kid. I would say thirty mil. Thirty mil. Thirty mil. 30 mil. What, uh, Nothing and less. G- give, me, give me your um, thinking on that. 
female, well, firstly, I mean, look at him. He's 18 years old mm-hmm. and he's like beating people in one on ones, which are like. Championship level. Championship level, but beating people in one on ones, like, who you would think would be better, really. Mm. Like, experienced players, players who have, like, been in the championship before and had it, as he's just. He's just came into this team and just slotted in perfectly. So even if he did go to Barcelona or Madrid, he would I he would fit in perfectly. So he'd be expecting big money because he's such a great player, a good a good super sub and all. And like yesterday, uh, fantastic to start as well. Patting ourselves on the back a bit. Wasn't that long ago we were saying with regards to Jack Clark, we're going this lad's going to be a starter from January. The way we said we were building up, and I think that's always been the plan. I don't. I haven't really believed this uh, stamina argument. I think it has literally been a brilliant. Although he type. did get cramped yesterday. Well, yeah, really? but yeah, because he's working his backside off. Everyone gets cramp, but at the same time, I think it's been a Bielsa tactic moving him slowly into the team managing the squad so he knows there's a big run in it was Keith Andrews who again will come on to in a bit probably later on because he was very vocal about Leeds last night in in not the most pleasant of ways but um, Keith Andrews was suggesting Leeds need more additions but I actually think the way Bielsa's managing this and I think Jack Clark is a, a great example is he he's timing everything really right i mean god we've been turned upside down by injuries but i think this is really clever management by bielsa and and the backroom staff with jack clark and i think we're going to get the fruition of that uh for the until the run end of the season as long as he stays fit um i would in realistically if i'm radrazani and someone floated in a bid that was over 15 million I'd then start thinking. I, I think he will be worth more than that down the line. But I think reality, if someone comes in and says, here's 15 mil, I'd go, ooh, imagine the players I could get. Yeah, well, who imagine would you get, some though? players to who get. Would you get. Well, I mean, do we need to replace Jack Clark? I mean, will you ever, even at this stage, replace Jack Clark? No, probably not. But you could go out and get some um, really good experience um, in our league from that. Uh, do I want it to happen? No. I just think it's a good leveller of how much we actually really do like this lad because everything is pointing in the direction that he's going to be an absolute hero for us all. And, you know, I would love to think we're going to be in the Premiership and that kid's like, you know whooping butt and taking down left backs in the Premier League never mind just the championship that's my perfect one but I think it's a nice leveler isn't it as a fan to go actually how much would it take for us to not be bothered for him to go you know and um, for me I think if we're getting over 15 million for a 19 year old I think that's absolutely fantastic yeah but it's a 19 year old who is fantastic and has more potential to grow so you'd be oh, asking for more I think it'll be worth more if, we, if we're if we in the premiership and you know Clark gets a run out and like I say turns a few left backs inside out in his time in a few matches uh, I, I reckon you know you, you're talking like more closer to what you are 30 million plus for that lad in fact you, you might even go even higher once you're in the premiership because it goes all silly doesn't it um yeah, so I don't think we disagree with actually what the Sky guys were saying about Jack Clark uh, being man of the yeah. match. Although, again, I thought Forshaw was outstanding in there. There was many yeah. times that I, I just went, yeah, go on, Forshaw. This is what we've wanted from you. I thought Pontus Johansson, remember when he did that little backflip? He did do Stephen Waghorn, and then Waghorn just 
like studs up straight into his leg. They were dirty last they night, were Dob. Very dirty. I mean, I don't know. I've never really um, kind of branded them back. Is it Keo at the back or Q? However you meant yeah. to say, I've always associated him as a dirty get, but not really any of the others. And and uh, I, I, I was there's a few times I thought a few of their lads were really lucky to be still on the pitch. Um, yeah, great performance, great to come back and get back on winning ways, and and the way it looks moving forward now, really exciting times as we get closer to people coming back from suspension and injuries. Um, I mean, rumours are Berardi's almost ready, fueled, ready to go. Um, Phillips will be back very soon. I think, what, is he going to miss a Stoke game? game? Bam. It was a free game. So he'll bam, miss Stoke, so will he? He'll miss Stoke. And, and, that, and then he's uh, back for Rotherham. No, he's out for Rotherham. It was a free match back. No, because the FA Cup game counts. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so uh, I think we'll um, we'll be okay. He, he, he'll be back soon. Bamford allegedly coming back soon. Uh, the reckon Izzy Brown, he'll be with us in February. Uh, these are exciting times. This yeah. is we said a call. Uh, I think it might have actually been in the last podcast because we didn't do one for the FA Cup, but they um, we we said all eyes on Derby. That's a real big game for us. Um, no pun intended. Um, but we we've conquered that. But so we now roll into Stoke next Saturday, um, and they I believe right now they're the struggling. full times they're struggling. New manager we've got the guy from they lost Luton. two nil to re- wait no they didn't. They Let's didn't. have a look. Let's get the results up as they come in. Ooh right okay full times are starting to roll in. Uh, Sheffield United have beat QPR. Um, Norwich one one. Norwich are 1-1. So it looks like we're going to be four points ahead. That's cool. I'm all right with that. I think that holds them all back. I know it's uh, nice to have had that five-point gap, but I'm just as happy with a five. Um, yeah, so uh, Brentford whooping Stoke. 3-1. 3-1. And keep in mind, Brentford are, I think, the, at the time, were doing terrible, 18th or 17th wow. in the table. I mean, yeah. what's this is really interesting. Oh, great to see Sheffield Wednesday getting beat 3-0. Oh, but it's by Hull City. Mm, not so great. Um, no effect for us. Villa getting whooped by Wigan full time, three 0 That's brilliant. And what did I say after the Forest game? One thing I said, uh, and it's recorded. Prediction again. Sorry for the uh, self congratulations I'm giving mm. myself. But remember what I said about Forest. That cranker would go. Yeah, he'd be not there. He yeah. would not be there. Because they weren't that good in that game. We no. went down to 10 men. That's what made it good. We messed up. We played terrible in that game. That's that's why they got a result there. But, again, going back to what the atmosphere was last night. I mean, it oozed through the TV. <laughs> These fans are the best football fans in the world. And that's why you get those atmospheres. There's no better place for Ellen Road when it's like that. But, obviously, the big thing it was fueled by, which has just blown up on social media and there has been some mad, mad levelers at Leeds, uh, in our opinion, and crazy, almost like what well, I'd say crazy talk from Leeds fans all about it. Um, but hey, look, this is a Leeds United fan podcast and we're just going to air our views on this. Spy game. <laughs> Friday, 
it was announced by Derby County, an employee of Leeds United was found watching them train. Training was halted because of this. The Dibble were even drafted in uh, to come take this guy away. Uh, I'm assuming on trespassing charges, from the sound of things, it was bolt cutters or wire cutters. He got in, binoculars. I mean, it's comedy when you even talk about it. I'm real comedy when you talk about it. I want to know what a 12-year-old Leeds United fan thinks about Spygate. He did even come out and say that he's done it before when he, um, when he managed teams everywhere else and he's been doing it since 2002. There's no nothing in the football thing and like the football um, rules that you can't, you can't do that. So firstly, it's not illegal to do that for the FA. Don't get me wrong, y- you shouldn't do it. But it's it's not illegal to do it. So why shouldn't you do it? Why what what makes you say that? It's a bit of like um, unfair, really, in a way. You're going to watch another team play, well, do training. No one has ever done that here in this country. Do you think? Mainly because no one doesn't want to. Well, do you think? well, yeah. You well, think? well, no, 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 no. no, no, no when no, I mean that, you, when I mean that, I mean in the, like the last couple of years. Not when like I'm not talking about what 50 years ago when Don Revy was doing it, mm. and like everyone was doing it. Yeah. But you know, it, it's not illegal, but it's not right to do it. I think we should just get like a fine. What do you mean? What do you think? What do you think? I just want to know. No, what no, what, you, what, no, what, no, 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 no. You go back to why? Why? Why do you think? I have nothing to say now. Why? Because I don't know what to say. This is where I am with it. I've never really seen a fuss like this made of something that I assumed goes on in various forms. Someone's dug up an article today and posted it on Twitter. It was an old newspaper article. And it was saying the uh, chairman of Derby County uh, a few years ago was actually uh, pulled up by the FA for sending drones to spy on opposition tacticians. I think it was Nigel Pearson when he was at Leicester made a complaint that drones were being flown over the training ground and it was connected back to the Derby chairman. Um, That popped up on on Twitter today. There is Andre Villaboas was the assistant of Jose Mourinho um, in the first uh, stint at Chelsea. And by the way, that's uh, when uh, Frank Lampard Lampard played for him. That was dug up today uh, where he documented how he used to go and uninvited to training grounds to spy on training sessions or um you know we say spy it's basically see what you could get from that um i've always assumed it went on and it was kind of known it went on and therefore i am really taken aback by the reaction of of Leeds fans as as much as anyone else outside. Uh, it's when what I find really interesting and uh, I I'm a little bit uncomfortable with is when we get into these accusations of it's cheating, because I get it's not very sportsmanlike and I actually you know hands up to Frank Lampard I thought he was excellent at the end of the match uh, yesterday with his press conference but before that when uh, there was all this talk from Frank about well we uh, um, when we got beat 4-1 there was people hiding in the bushes then as well but we just didn't follow it through as much why are they following it through now what is the difference now 
all of a sudden it's really bad now for Derby, but before when it happened, it wasn't. I, I genuinely think there was a little bit of a tactic by Derby to unstable the, the, the players and the management. And there was, you know, shouts of cheats. Um, it's cheating. I'd, I'd like to just get something absolutely straight. I don't think it's cheating. It's a very unsportsman way uh, to try and get an advantage over your opposition. Um, cheating, the reality is, that's diving. It's it's all the different ways of cheating, and I think diving is absolutely uh, the number one. Uh, that's a, the piece of cheating we should do and, and eradicate from the game and not be concentrating on are we spying on training sessions and all that. I think it's a bit rich coming from anyone uh, who's a fan of football or in football who will point the finger and, and say it is cheating uh, from uh, what Bielsa did. I think that's an absolute nonsense. It's something, put it on, on, turn it on its head. I generally, if I heard someone was looking at Leeds as training sessions, my first reaction will be, let's prevent these guys getting in. Let's make it as hard as possible to them get in. We're obviously not doing something right if these people can just walk in with wire cutters and start watching us. Do them for trespassing. Go through those, but I don't think that is cheating. I've assumed it's always gone on. I genuinely think social media has given idiots a platform here to vent nonsense and make accusations in hope of destabilizing or having aggressive correspondence with with Leeds fans and players and everything I think it's not a conspiracy I'm not painting that I just think when you see Gary Neville, who is one of the dirtiest Reds going, fighting back, I think it was Henry Winter who had a right pop at Bielsa and, and this, this Spygate tactics. And he just flags up, actually, you guys are the same people who spied on your country, their team, and then released in the papers tactics and team um, ideas. And... Yeah, these are the same guys who were turning round and saying Bielsa's cheating. I think it's an absolute nonsense. It's, you know, Stan Collymore wanting all kinds of things done to Leeds to punish them. What get get a grip, get a life. Keith Andrews, what a nonsense you talked on national TV yesterday. An absolute nonsense. You know these things go on in football. It happens. I'm I don't even play in football and I know this stuff has been going on for for years and years in in England. Stop with this cultural thing. What a nonsense it doesn't happen. You know, there's all kinds of things that need sorted out in football. This ain't one of them. It really isn't. I get it's unsportsmanlike. I get that. And I don't like it. I'm not v that proud of it. But for the way they carried on on telly last night, I mean, you know, I know they'll want to make a name for themselves, but what an absolute nonsense they were talking. It was absolutely ridiculous. So I don't think Leeds should be fined. I think the FA investigate and found what? That essentially the crime here is a Leeds employee trespassed. That's, that, that's to be dealt with the police. That's it. Done. Dusted. Derby County, sort out your training facilities so people can't get in. <laughs> Simple as that, if you're that bothered. Well, I mean, yeah, when when you think about it now, no one should be fined from what you said because it's not illegal to do it. I mean, the trespassing bit is. That's the illegal bit. But look, in the FA, it doesn't say that you can't spy. You can't, you can't scout on other teams and see how they play. Mm. 
it, it, there's nothing about that so clearly that's fine but then it's just a trespassing bit maybe try not to get on the grounds just get a bit of view of it that that's not too obvious if i started but, flying drones around what would you think of that it's started flying drones around. that's just a bit idiotic because drones it, it's apparently like, derby county have done it in the past it, do flying drones is not the most stealthy way to try and scout I'm not scout quite sure what someone. you get from that either, do you? I'm, yeah, not quite, exactly. I'm really not quite sure Cause, what Because you're going to have to fly low to get a good angle on it. You're going to have to get a good view on it. And then they're going to spot it. And we all know drones are very loud. They're just... It's like it's like a washing machine. It's mm. like... J- like j- well, that's it. I mean, that's how you spot them, isn't it? You yeah, know, over there. Sound. It's... Um, I don't feel uh, Bielsa is worthy of being labelled a cheat. Um, I see it as a bit of a dirty tactic to get a win an inch. Um, I think we will. This will be in the history of Leeds uh, forever. Um, but do you know what? Again, because we at least have, we're making history, and in we've some got way. such great fans that it was beautiful seeing everyone uh, do binoculars. That lad who took the binoculars, I think he was in the <laughs> south stand. He looked so cool. That was just so good. And then when Click came off at the end, that's how you deal with it, man. <laughs> you know, that that's we have fun. We, look, have fun with it like that. Uh, I can't believe the professionals and the broadcasters who've gone on onto platforms and made such a fuss about it. I mean, it's like, get a grip, man. <laughs> Transfer talk. And transfer talk. Transfer talk. Transfer talk. So we've signed no one, uh, yeah, but yet but we've let Baker go. What are your thoughts of that? The Baker thing. Are you bothered? Not first. Not bothered at all. I think I, the QPR game was absolutely the nail in the coffin, and fair play to him for you know. I, I've never seen him play and thought you can't you're not trying i think he gave us everything it just didn't for some reason come together for him did it but anyway we may be making signings because kiko i think kiko casillas kiko casilla i think always try always try and put a a, a spanish accent kiko casilla kiko casilla kiko casilla it's casilla casilla kiko casilla Kiko Casilla. What do we know about Kiko Casilla? Now, other than Phil Hay, the legend that he is, uh, put on his Twitter before that, he reckons Kiko Casilla, Kiko Casilla, uh, <laughs> will be here next week for a, a, medical. Uh, a medical. So, I mean, what do we know about him? I mean, what, third choice Real Madrid can't be too bad, can he? I mean, yeah, I mean, like, that's quite good seeing as they do have Courtois and Kayla Navas, who are two top-class keepers mm. in front of him. Mm. So, I mean, well... I looked at some of the games he's played. He, I think he's played in the champ, Champions League a bit. Mm-hmm. I think he played four games last season, which is, well, fantastic. Is he better than Bailey Peacock-Farrell? Well, he hasn't played enough games this season. That's, that's my, my big question. And, and I've, I've we've had a, a few you know polite spats on socials about this. I'm a Bailey Peacock-Farrell backer. I actually think you'll be hard done to find a better keeper than him, certainly in this league. Um, and... The, the only signing I'd like to see happen, if it is to replace him, as it were, is is someone who we could definitely quantify as much better. There is uh, some really cool rumours, wasn't there, in the last couple of days about Fravor Forster. I think he's wicked. He think, I, know, yeah. I know he's had that famous blunder, 
But I think he's a quality keeper. And that's the type I was thinking, ooh, that'll be nice. Even Joe Hart, I think I saw yeah. someone tweet out the other day. They were thinking he was coming in. And, you know, I, I think Joe Hart's a great keeper as well. So that standard, really exciting. Heaton, really exciting. This Kiko, I'm just not sure. I don't know. We'd have to wait and see. But uh, uh, although I think at the back end of last year, we were all kicking off going, I don't know what they're doing. Victor Orta, Victor Orta has proven that, yeah, he knows how to get a player and pick one. Um, and this could be another one of those. Who's the other then, guy then from Hoffenheim? A... Who, he doesn't seem to go away, this story. It still seems to be... Yeah, Steven Zuber from mm. Hoffenheim. I, th- I think he does play for the Switzerland international team. Mm. I-, I think I saw a bit of clips from him. I think he'd be a good replacement for Saez, I think. I've, I've um, signed... I'm sure I've signed him at some point in career mode on <laughs> yeah. on uh, FIFA. I'm almost certain. And, and the interesting thing about these boys is if we get this Kiko, if we get Zuber... Um, it was a press conference before the QPR game. He actually, uh, Bielsa said the positions, if he looks at the ones that we do definitely need to strengthen, if any, are the fact that Blackman's gone. And so he wants a keeper to replace that Blackman role, whatever he had planned for that. And the other the one is Saiz. Saiz is gone. Because yeah. he says, well, Pablo because a playmaker yeah, now. Pablo goes into the Saiz role. And then Which, we need to bring yeah, in a winger uh, to replace where well and that winger at the moment is super jack clark love the new jack yeah. we didn't mention the new jack clark chant how brilliant mm. is that i think that's my cool. favorite the new jack clark chant i think is my favorite um yeah so any any ideas any uh, any more people that we think might come in or heard it's um i think there's quite a large chance you know we might end up not signing anyone um especially if this Kiko thing falls through, uh, it's looking like there's definite uh, progress on, on getting keepers in. Uh, I think it will be a keeper that comes in. I will still stand by my guns and say we need a centre-back and a striker. Something a bit different uh, for up front. I know Bamford's coming back, but the fact that we were playing Harrison up front uh, in front of Edmondson and, and people like that from the under-23s for the QPR game just shows we, how short we are as a striking um, striking options, even even if Bamford comes there, just to help us go over the line. The one I think we're all a bit gutted about was Defoe going to Rangers and not coming yeah. to us. He he would have like really fitted that different type of player that we kind of needed. But, you know, he'll end up doubling his um, the amount of goals he's scored in his whole career in two games up, at, uh, up in Scotland. Yeah. Uh, so I can understand why. I would go up there it's transfers centre back striker for me again yeah it looks like we're going to get this keeper it looks like we, he's definitely looking to get a winger in not that I think we need one with Harrison and everything but you know in Bielsa we trust and I do trust in Bielsa binoculars and all all the games have finished in the championship right now so uh, we'll just probably well go through like the top seven well what does yeah what does the league look no like no one really then? cares about the bottom half <laughs> for once <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, for once. No, hopefully, no more fourteenth yeah. place finishes Absolutely. for like two seasons in Absolutely. a row. Of course, at the top, Super Leeds on fifty-four points. Yes, and then in Brilliant. second, Sheffield United on fifty points. After, right, so they've gone second because yeah, of a draw. Right. After they got a win. So why have they gone second? More goals difference. More is it? goal difference, mm-hmm. and then Norwich in third. So, um, but equal after they points. after they did draw one-one. 
with Western Brom, who are below them on 47 points in fourth. Middlesbrough in fifth on 46 points, and Derby in sixth on 43 points. Well, Derby are a lot better positioned than then, Florida, then, I, d- I don't know how they've got there, but Bristol City mm. are in seventh on 41 yeah. points. They were, it's in, that, is, that is strange, isn't it? Because when we saw us, when we played them, they were they were... They were a poor team. They were bad. They were not a good well, team. Well, it did take a sending but, off. But hey, you know, maybe they, um, yeah, maybe it did take a sending off. You, you are right there. But, you know, may, maybe they've just got into that form. It is a big, it's, you know, this is the end leg of the marathon to go. The thing is, marathons are just bloody long. So even though it's the end leg, there's a lot of room to go. But Biggest. look at those games. Stoke on Saturday. Um, I really fancy that now. Um, after that, Rotherham. I really fancy that. Yeah, yeah. That's Rotherham away, isn't it? Isn't it? Two away yeah. games. And then the biggie next one, Norwich at home. That'll be fantastic. I reckon we'll have them. Oh, we'll have them. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's step by steps. Uh, but if we play like we did yesterday... We'll have them. Oh, it's going to be so good. And, you know, we might have a, a Real Madrid goalkeeper yeah, between the sticks, which will be interesting. Uh, I just hope Bailey Peacock Farrell doesn't go anywhere. I hope we keep him and he doesn't go out on loan. Batty about reading. Lad is moving his way through very slowly the David Batty autobiography. Uh, he brings a fact to the table uh, every week. David Batty, the legend. What are we learning about him today, lad? He was offered a premiership medal under special dispensation whilst playing for Blackburn Rovers, but he refused it. He had only played five matches that season due to injury and felt his contribution did not warrant recognition. Batty about reading. Right, time for some lad shout. Social media has been off the hook, man, uh, in the last week. No more so because of uh, uh, Spygate. But um, big shout to the guys at Total Leeds. They re- they're probably one of uh, our favourite sources of Leeds news information. Just loads of cool Leeds United content comes from those guys. They're forever supporting us. Thank you, lads. Uh, but for the first time as well, the uh, Lad to Leeds Facebook page has uh, been having loads of attention. So we want to give some shout outs to them as well as the Twitter and Instagram. All at Lad to Leeds. So Facebook shout outs Amanda Veran, uh, Ross Jones, Chris Gillum, Mitch Kruick Shank, I think, and, and Kev Newbold. And then also with Twitter shouts at YO8 White, at Tom C Kill, at Vintage Leeds UN1, at Adboy LUFC, at Matt Jones 210. At Totally Leads and Instagram shout outs at Tintin8890 at ZXCK dot underscore dot LDS at Samming NATIOU at Smithy underscore LUFC at Harrius underscore O six at Elliot underscore Horan LUFC at Andreas underscore LUFC underscore and at Dodson 777. There today's large shouts. A good day to end off the weekend. Top of the league by four points. Who says we can't win it, eh? Oh, Who I, says we can't get promotion? Shall we end the show by singing the new Clark song? Yeah, yeah. You're going to sing? Why not? Why not? Clark. Clark, Clark will, will tear you apart, apart again. again. Clark. Clark. 
Clark will tell you apart again. I took my lad to Leeds. Join the conversation on Twitter. Follow on Instagram at Lad to Leeds. Facebook. Search Lad to Leeds.